One of the biggest things I would I, I recommend is decision making. Make decisions, educated decisions, but make them and then move. Hey everyone, welcome back to Live Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Daramon, and it has been a long time since I've published any episodes, although I do have a lot of interviews on the backlog. Uh, today, actually, my wife is graduating from cosmetology school and she will be starting off in her own business, and that's very exciting. And in fact, we're interviewing someone, Michael O'Brien, who used to work in the beauty industry doing sales for hair salons and, and things like that, and has a lot of experience with business, entrepreneurship, and sales ever since he was just a kid. Right now, he's the owner of the Arizona Beehive Magazine in Mesa, Arizona. And I invite you to listen to his interviews for how can I bring my own ideas to life? And it is a journey, but you do learn as you go. Please enjoy. So I, I wanted to interview you today just with the audience of entrepreneurs, people who want to be an entrepreneur, but are looking at it from the outside, who are going to school, maybe their whole life they've been told they need to get a job and, and be an employee and, and that that traditional type of path that we we have as part of our culture. They maybe don't have a lot of knowledge, maybe a lot of experience or skills, and they probably don't yet even know how to think like an entrepreneur or what it takes to bring ideas to life. So with that context in mind, I, I, I just want to talk to you a little bit about what you do and your experience with with your business and maybe what advice you would have to for people like that. We'll start with just tell us tell us your name, what you do, and a little bit about your your background, where where you're coming from. Okay. Well, I am Michael O'Brien. I am right now the owner and publisher and editor of the Arizona Beehive magazine in Phoenix, Arizona. The the magazine is designed for Latter-day Saints. It's people to see, places to go, things to do, places to patronize, and just what's going on in the Latter-day Saint community. What's really interesting is this is really the only entity that does this here. There are actually hardly anywhere. I've discovered while, while owning this that we're really tight as members of our church on the ward level, somewhat on the stake level, and then that's kind of it. Where There really is no big gatherings locally or big co communicating locally. I mean, there's a couple of groups here, but yeah, it's really an interesting. If you want to reach our population, the beehive really is kind of the only way to do it, to just target it, to really specifically target it. So I publish it six times a year, every other month. I'm really the, I'm a sole proprietor. I'm an LLC. Uh, everybody else is contracted out. So, so are you are you the founder of this? What's kind of the backstory there? I started as a salesperson. I've actually been in sales since I was 22, mostly in the beauty, well, half of it now, wow, half of it in the beauty business. I was selling professional hair care products to beauty salons, supplies, schools, and managing sales teams that did that. Then I was part of a, of a magazine startup in Redding, California called Enjoy Magazine as a salesperson, and now I manage sales for them. But I lived in California and Arizona at the same time for 16 years. While I was out in Arizona, I was looking for something to do. So I put my resume out to other publications and the Beehive contacted me as one of the 
magazines I contacted and I started selling for them probably in 2013. I was just part-time selling an ad here and there. Then they lost their main salesperson. So I became the main salesperson. Then in 2017, I purchased the magazine from the owners who live in Las Vegas. They weren't able to really ever be here. So I was it. I, I was the contact for anybody here. So I bought it from them. Then I, I published my first issue, October 2017. And I've been doing it ever since. Wow, that that sounds like, you know, there's so much experience there and probably a lot of challenges and emotions and, and difficulties. What what would you say are maybe some lessons that you've learned throughout that journey about about entrepreneurship or about what it takes to be successful in in your endeavors? Well, that's a it's awesome that's an awesome question because I've I've been it's funny, I, I just cleaned out my garage. My wife and I cleaned out our garage and I found a business card that I had printed in eighth grade print class back when they had those car washing business I had started. It's just a business card that I handed out to people who wanted their car washed. I would wash it. So I, I'd been thinking about having my own business since probably then. And then I've had lemonade stands and all that kind of stuff when I was a kid. But really, the, the just a couple of things... One of the biggest things I would I, I recommend is decision making. Make decisions, educated decisions, but make them and then move. I see a lot of people that get paralyzed by not deciding what to do, or they get overloaded by information, you know, paralysis by analysis, and won't move. So people that can make decisions and go. You know, there's always a little bit of risk, but that, you know, th these are some very cliche things that I've learned that a lot of independent entrepreneurs do is they get information and assess the risk, whatever it is, and then go. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. I mean, there's just no way to stop that, but you always lose if you never make a decision. So that's a, that's a huge big deal. And then of course, the other one is belief. You, you know, if you have an idea or something that you really want to do, gather the belief that you can do it and realize there's nothing new under the sun. If, if you if you want to do it, somebody else has done it for the most part. I mean, once in a while you'll get, I see there's a commercial out right now with the guy that invented the ring doorbell system. I mean, he found an, an idea that nobody had at the time. But if you, but for the most part, if you, whatever you want to do, just, believe you can do it because you can because other people have you don't have to have that's the beauty of this kind of a thing you i mean education is is good i have a bachelor's degree i went to i went to humboldt state university in california but i learned on my own self-educated how to sell how to be a sales manager how to run a magazine all of that i i taught myself so those are really, those are two of the big things, you know, believe what you want, what, believe in what you want to do and then make decisions and move forward. What I'm hearing is first, you got to believe what you like, believe in what you want is good enough to go after it and just make the decision, move forward and kind of learn by doing. Is that, is that what, what you would yep. say with that? Absolutely. Every issue I learned something new with this. And, 
every yes, that's exactly right. You but you it's you learn as you go, but you're also you know educating yourself. You're keeping your eyes open. What when you know what what can I learn? What take notes? You know assess. Do a SWOT analysis after each issue. You know strength, weakness, opportunities, threats, and decide what worked and what didn't, and and uh, you know keep going. The other, I guess the other thing too would be I have taught goals and goal setting forever because I learned how to do that. As a salesperson, I used to just go out in the field and sell and turn around and look behind me and see what I did. And it wasn't until I determined what I wanted to accomplish first and then broke down that goal into little bite-sized pieces and then went out and, and did the work to achieve those goals did I ever start accomplishing anything. So learning how to set a goal, write it down, break it down into little bite-sized pieces and assess as you go along. Um, also really key because if you just go out there and just, you know, I've seen a lot of people where they think if you build it, they will come. Okay. my I'm just going to open a store. I'm going to open a business. I'm going to open an online thing. I'm going to build a website. Well, if you don't have any way of getting people to our goals on getting people to see it and know it's there and advertise it, it's going to die. So it goal setting is a, another huge thing that I do. You know, that seems to be a common theme among all businesses is just the strength or weakness of their, of their marketing, how well they communicate that mm-hmm. they're, they're what they have is good and useful as, as someone who's done salesmanship and, and knows what it means to, sell an idea and communicate the value that you have to customers what should what should entrepreneurs know about the value of that and 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 what would you what would your response be to someone who says oh i don't like sales yeah that i've heard that forever when i was in the beauty business we dealt with hairstylists that would tell us we we, we were trying to get them to sell shampoo conditioner and stuff you know for your hair after they did their haircut or color and they would tell us all the time, well, I, I'm not a salesperson. And our response was, really, have you ever sold anybody on a haircut, on a hair color, on a new look, a new wardrobe, new makeup? Have you ever sold? And of course, they do it all the time, all day long. They're constantly selling. Um, anybody who owns their own business is a sales organization, because if you don't have sales, your organization is dead. So every business is in sales. What will happen? is if if you if you do it right you are so excited about what you have to offer that you are naturally talking to people about what it is you have to offer cuz you're excited about it and we we used to do this exercise in our sales training so you know, tell me about this bottle of shampoo we sell and then we go oh it's got a blue bottle and it's got it smells like coconut and you lather rinse repeat and and it's good okay thanks tell me about the last vacation you took and the people would go nuts. Oh my gosh, we went to Hawaii and we saw the beaches and we went out to dinner every night and the stars and the warmth and the tropics. And it was they were selling us on taking a vacation to Hawaii because they were so passionate about the trip. And that was natural. They didn't have to do anything about it. So if you're whatever business you have, if you're that passionate about it, you will naturally convey that message because you're so excited about it. You want people to know about it. So it's really nothing to be afraid of because it's going to happen naturally. And there's sales skills you can learn that are, and I've learned them all, 
most of them are are just a some of them are very manipulative but there's also behavioral skills you can learn to to read how other people are thinking feeling and going to act but for the most part it's nothing to be afraid of at all because people do it all the time without calling it sales you know that's really interesting that that you say you say that because i think one worry people have and i've had as well as i've dabbled in sales is am i being honest you know is it is it right to try to influence people to do something how can you sell how can you sell or promote your business in a way that uh is you know true and honest and also respects other people's power to make choices for themselves without without any sort of deception or manipulation well that goes right back to what it is you're selling if i had to sell cigarettes or alcohol or stuff something that i didn't believe in i wouldn't be able to do it i would have to be deceptive i would have to be, I would have to tell lies. I would have to be manipulative. But if I sell something that legit is good and good for other people, and it will improve someone's life if they engage with you and whatever, whatever the business is, you don't have to worry about that either because there's nothing to be dishonest about. One, there, the one temptation in selling, whether it's your own business or for a sales company is, is if you're especially if you're selling on commission or you're selling and you're the you're you're selling for revenue for your business is you get really nervous when there's not enough people to sell to so if you have if you're if you're trying to sell your business like you're trying to sell your business to two or three people and one of the three people drops out you panic because you know your pipeline is only three people big if you're selling to 30 or 300 and one or two drop out it's not a big deal because you have made so many contacts that you can count on the rest. So that's where the problem can come in. If you, if you're not talking to enough people, if you're not getting the word out well enough, the temptation to get panicky because you're not making the money, the revenue you need. So then you start getting manipulative and sell them at any cost because you're desperate for the sale and people can see that. You know, think about anytime you've gone into a car lot and you've run into a salesperson that's desperate for a sale. And most car lots have eliminated this, but it happened all the time. You know, it's bad. The the person being sold can tell and the person selling, it's not a good position to be in. So really the cure is you talk to as many people as possible. Whatever your business is, you make sure as many know about it as possible. So earlier you, you mentioned school, you know, that you've gone to school, but, but you're, you're an entrepreneur and you also just talked about coming from a place, it sounds like of security and, and almost of abundance, you know, you know, there's an, there's plenty of people to sell to. You don't have to, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be manipulative in any way versus kind of a mindset of scarcity and insecurity and almost desperation in, in what you do. How can you, how can you come from a, more of a kind of an abundant mindset of giving and, and contributing and adding value versus that mindset of, of neediness and wanting customers, wanting, you know, almost like 
you're not giving, but you're seeking more to receive. Do you get what I mean? So how, how do you yep. come from more of that abundant place and as an entrepreneur? Well, there, there you go. That's is a decision again. You just de- you decide that there's enough for everybody. It's so interesting. You're talking to me about this. My son has be- started his own pest control company. He was pointing out to his siblings and myself today on a group text that we're all involved with. A local, he calls him a mentor, another pest control guy in the area who runs a negative ad campaign. And it basically is, your pest control guy stinks. I'm way better. Give me a call. And he was like, what do you think about this? And my response was, well, he's coming from a position of scarcity. He's He's afraid that there's not enough to go around. And my response to him, there's way more to go around. Not only that, but you don't need every single house and business to, to service as a pest control guy. You just need your teeny little piece and you'll have plenty. And that's, people think they have to get everybody. In advertising, restaurants will ask, is there anybody, can I have an exclusive in, in, in your publication? No other restaurants, I'm going to be the only one. And my answer is no. That is not going to happen unless I can be your only restaurant customer. How about that? I'll be your only restaurant customer. And then you can be my only restaurant customer in the, in the magazine. Of course, that's ridiculous. And it's actually proven that if you put, if you have a street intersection with four corners and you have a restaurant on each of those four corners, those restaurants will do better individually than if that one restaurant was way down the street all by itself. Because if it's all by itself down the street, it's yes or no. If it's on a four corner area, it's either or. And people tend to, and eventually you hit them all. So that's, it's a decision and it's a mindset. And it's, that's an excellent question because that's another thing that gets you in trouble. People think that I, there, there's not enough to go around. I have to bash my competition to get to where I need to go. It makes you look bad. Nobody responds well. I mean, think about negative political ads. Everybody hates those things. Everybody does. The ones that tell me about the the person being running for office and just concentrates on them, that's what I want to hear. That's the same approach for an entrepreneur. Talk about what you do. Don't worry about the competition and scarcity because there really is there really is enough to go around. So yeah, that's all a mindset. I love that you said that. In fact, that's been a theme as I've interviewed multiple other people. Henry Ford said that the purpose, one of his his principles of business is service before profit. That the purpose of the business is the service, the value you add, and profit is the result and, and almost a measurement of how much value you're adding. And that people get business backwards when profit is the main motive and service is only the means to the end where you sacrifice quality and you sacrifice, you know, your customers in the name of, of getting more money out of them, instead of giving, you're trying to get any other thoughts on how you kind of develop more of an abundant and giving mindset as an entrepreneur, knowing that there's enough to go around. Yeah. That I, again, one more decision, decide ahead of time. If you pick a cause, you know, do cause marketing. We work with, well, one of the things our magazine does is one of our features, every issue is a focus on a nonprofit organization. So we have a reporter meet with them and we write an article about them. What is it you do? How, how do you get involved? How did it get started? Who do you help? 
that kind of a thing. And we put that out on, on for two months in our in our publication. And we don't charge them for that, of course, but we are letting the world know that reads our magazine who about these people that they might never have heard of. You know, so at the end of the year, we've profiled at least six of these organizations. After five five years, we've profiled 30. So it adds up. And then there are, there are other companies that will just partner with, you know, my, my wife's company partners with a couple of charities where their employees will take a couple hours every month and go into that place and do some volunteer work. So it's, again, it's a decision that you're giving, you're giving back. That's a, that's a really powerful way to do it. And, and it seems to go very well with the purpose of a business, which is to add value to the world and, and obviously benefits the business themselves, just like if an individual were to decide to live their life in service to others, they would, they would have a lot more value in the lives of, of those around them and also improve their own relationships. Any, any comments on the role of relationships in business or relationships with customers and, and, and what is that role in business? Well, I think you hit it on the head. If you're, if you're look, it's, it's like your marriage or a friendship. If you look to serve first, you're always, most of the time you're going to be successful. If you're look to get, what am I going to get out of this? What's it for me? If that's your first attitude, you're probably going to fail. But what can I do for you is the if you decide that that's your mindset, then you're going to you're going to be successful because there that I learned an, an axiom years ago. If I help enough people get what they want, I can have whatever I want that that I've carried that my whole life. I learned that when I was in my early 20s. And the, it really, again, it's a decision. I mean, I, and a, it's also fear versus faith. I mean, if you're if you have faith and you're prepared, you don't fear. Fear is what drives all this bad stuff we've talked about. And if you're if you have faith and belief in what you're doing, the, the stuff takes care of itself. Of course, you have to work hard, but treating people as how you can serve them. Like Henry Ford said, your quote's perfect. That's exactly what you need to do. Thank you. So would you endorse would you endorse a young entrepreneur starting out to offer their services or their product for free just, you know, just to serve people, just to add value as as they're building building up their capacity to deliver that value? No. No, what I would do is I would add value to what was paid for. Promotions are really sticky. You know, when you, we've been taught that you don't buy a pizza full price, right? You're waiting for the deal, the coupon in the mail. And the idea is, well, if I can get them in on a deal or free food, they'll love it and come back. But what we do as a society, especially in our weird economy, is we just go from deal to deal to deal. And we never have any loyalty to anybody. But if you, if you, you know, if you add value, like out with advertising, sometimes I will, if you buy a half page ad, I'll upgrade your ad to a full price, full page and only charge you for the half page, that kind of a thing, or p place a full page for six issues. And I'll give you a free quarter page somewhere else in the magazine 
for the same six issues, as opposed to I'll give you a free ad. Gotcha. Because and another we have a it's a weird psychological thing, but free has no value to us. Eh, if I if you got something for free and it's sitting on your kitchen table, you know I'm not going to use it. But if you paid some money for it, you're going to use it. So there, there's it's a tricky thing, but it does it gives people a chance to to pay for your service, but also get a little bit ex, a little bit of extra, and it's a service opportunity as well. So that's what I would recommend. Gotcha. So you're not underselling yourself. But you're also trying to add value as much as you can to to what people give you. Exactly. Thank you so much. Any any final thoughts or comments on how how people can develop the mindset of an entrepreneur and and or how they can bring bring their ideas to life? Well, taking part near kind of a podcast where you're addressing these very things, reading from other people that have done it not just nuts and bolts, but inspirational stories. We need a picture of both. You know, we, we need to know how, how do I specifically set my books up to a story about how you went from zero to a hundred dollars in sales in a day because you did this crazy you know thing and how exciting that was. So I would, if you're an entrepreneur, you're self-educating all the time. You need to be a lifelong learner, continuously feeding yourself People think, oh, I'm not going to go to school and get an education. I'm going to start my own business. Well, when you start your own business, you're you're never out of school ever, unless you want to die. So you're constantly learning and identifying on your own. You don't have a boss. There's not going to be anybody to tell you what you need to do and not do. So you have to be thinking, okay, what do I need to learn? And then have the initiative to go learn it. That's, Yeah. That's how I, that's the approach there. <laughs> it's not easy. You know, I tell people that I am unemployable. I cannot work for a corporation. I've done it. I've worked for big corporations. I've been laid off twice. I was laid off from a six figure income once and like escorted out of the building. Weird. So I'm not, don't, I'm not in that. I don't ever want to be in that position again, but with it comes risk. My paycheck you know, gets is different every ish every month because you know sometimes you sell some, sometimes you don't, sometimes you sell a ton, sometimes you know it just depends. So, but it's worth it because you are in control, and that's the that's the number one attraction from for having your own business is you're you're mostly in control of what you normally aren't as a as an employee. Wow, that's that's pretty powerful. I feel like that's that jump, you know, from you know, you're you're working on the call center nine to five, getting a fat paycheck of two thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> a mm-hmm. month, uh, and that security and that stability, mm-hmm. at least supposedly, right? Yep. Um, and then then going out in the world, not having much skills, not having much knowledge and, and then learning by doing that's a big jump for a lot of people and, and so a I, lot of people will never take that jump and we don't want you know you know we don't want them to i guess i mean we do it would be awesome but there's plenty of people that that's it i'm I, it's safe and sound i got my regular paycheck i've got my benefits I, i'm believe me i would i think that's awesome it's it's just not for everybody not everybody wants to do this so, and you don't want people out there owning their own business that, that don't want to do that because 
if you walk into their business or engage with them and they're not into it, then the service stinks and you don't get your product shipped to you on time and blah, blah, blah. It's it's a, it's a hassle to deal with. So you want people that don't want to be safe and sound and secure like that. We, we used to sit, tell people in sales, hey, if you wanted a safe sales job, go to the post office and sell stamps. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared. Really appreciate those thoughts and especially about not being afraid to to try out those those ideas and and also addressing those concerns that people people often have about entrepreneurship and sales and things. You bet. You betcha, Jacob. Thanks for having me. It was it's fun. It's fun thank to talk you. about. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you around. Okay, later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Live Right Now podcast. We will be continuing to publish old interviews I've done even since high school, um, but things that relate to becoming our best selves and becoming contributors in the world. And uh, everybody has a need for self-mastery and seeing things as they really are and bringing their ideas to life. There are definitely a lot of people that need us and the gifts and the insights that we have. And as we can develop ourselves and become contributors, creators, learners, dreamers, and doers, we actually can change the world. So I hope that you are experiencing that in your own life and that you just keep moving forward. What we consistently move towards, we will eventually reach. Try your best to bring your ideas to life and live right now.